Okay, so with us today, we have Katie Brown. Now, for those who, I mean, you should know who Katie Brown is. You would have seen her, <laughs> seen, her seen, seen her face splashed across NRL.com or, or, you know, writing articles and whatnot. She's obviously on Inside the NRL on, on Monday afternoons. And obviously, you, for those people that live up on the Gold Coast or in Wide Bay, you would have seen her on the news once upon a time there as well. So, yeah, welcome, welcome on, on board the podcast, Katie. Oh, what an intro. You're making me sound good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. No, that's okay. That's that's all right. So we'll just get right into it. Obviously, we know you work in rugby league, Katie, but what does what does the game itself mean to you? Yeah, uh, rugby league probably has a very special spot in my heart, like it does to everybody who likes enjoying the game. I didn't grow up watching rugby league I rode horses actually so it wasn't until I started dating boys and um, they played rugby league so I went and watched the local Grafton Ghosties and that's probably where um, my love for rugby league started <laughs> I was one of those crazy fans on the sideline actually probably yelling words I should never repeat um, and I think that's where my love for the game really took off um, in terms of it having a special place in my heart I think uh, it's given me so much opportunity uh, but it also lets me see what the life of a footballer is like I think uh, when you're a fan or when you're on the outside sometimes you don't have that access to understand what they fully go through and um, being in this game now for this is my third season I mean that's not a long time at all but I'm just starting to really delve beneath the surface, dive beneath the surface and um, and just see that these players are humans, but gosh, they've been brought up a, a different way uh, when they, um, I guess, start being paid as a football player from the age of 12 and have been protected all their lives. That's certainly something I can't relate to and I think um, many, many people can't relate to, but um, it's a different world. It's a good one though. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? They're under so much scrutiny, so it's certainly... It's a very interesting perspective from the inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, like on the inside, I think you, I like working for NRL.com for so many reasons, but one of them is I don't have to do a minute story like I did on the news or a minute 30. Um, I can really work out who that player is and show people, we'll try to show people a different side to that player and show them that they are human. And just because they're on $800,000 a year doesn't mean that, they're instantly a good person just because you give somebody a lot of money. Like a lot of these players come from broken families or um, low socioeconomic backgrounds. A lot of them come from great backgrounds as, as well. Don't get me wrong, but uh, sometimes we're, we're pretty harsh on why a player has done something bad or field or why they've got a poor attitude. And I think you've really got to stop and look at how they were brought up and, for sure the, the clubs and the NRL do so much work with their players that makes me so proud because they're trying to help uh, develop and grow that person but sometimes they get caught up with it caught up in it when they're really young and a lot of these players are in their early 20s and I mean we're pretty lucky we're um, not in the limelight like these players are and I think making these huge decisions at such a young age can sometimes come with consequences in you only learn from making those mistakes, right? Yeah, I mean that, that, that's exactly right. You know, sort of, it's uh, it's very easy for for the 
the casual fan to just look at football players and and think that they're not worth the money that they're on or that you know they they don't deserve to have whatever opportunities that they get but obviously you know as you said they'll at the end of the day they are all human like us so it's certainly we're, we're certainly in no position to judge what choices they make obviously you know it's, it's it's a testament to their abilities that they've been able to reach the level that they have yeah absolutely i think one player who comes to mind at the moment is ben hunt he's under so much scrutiny i spoke to him when he was under scrutiny um and he was in origin camp and he um i think it's really good speaking with the players sort of off camera first because i said to him mate like what how are you really what's been going on and he said honestly it's been crazy like I try and stay off social media but his wife Bridget who's a nutritionist and and on Instagram and has a social media presence was basically being told that she hoped Ben would jump off a cliff and he said when I read that he said I thought I'm lucky that I'm mentally in a good place because if I wasn't imagine if I did imagine if I did jump off a cliff how that fan would feel or that person would feel um that I actually went and did those actions because he told me to. Like, I think um, that gives you perspective that these these players, that's just, you know, a little glimpse of what they cop. And sure, he is on big money, but nobody deserves to be told to go jump off a cliff or, or sworn at and told that you're the worst person in the world and you don't deserve to be breathing. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy what they, they deal with. No, it certainly is. That's for sure. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be in their position personally. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, you love rugby league, you love journalism. What, uh, now that you've been able to put the two together, has that sort of, it's like, obviously you go into work every day, just abs- absolutely loving every part of it? Yeah, I do. I feel, yeah, when you put it like that, hey, I'm heaps, I always say I'm, I am really lucky, but I also know that, I did work really hard to get where I am and I'm not at the top yet and I plan on still chipping away, but um, I'm really content and I guess um, I do have to be thankful that a lot of people would like to be in this position and I I certainly don't take it for granted, but yeah, I mean, God, I I love that it's not just nine to five. I mean, coronavirus has put a real... Uh, change on the way we work at the moment. I'm doing five day fortnights. This is very odd because I'm usually living out of a suitcase at this point in the year. But um, if we're talking a normal season, like for me, I guess I don't have a family, um, like kids and, and a husband. So I have that availability to fly around the country and, and cover these teams and be in origin camps and um, work seven day weeks. But I, I just love it because it's so fun. I think um, I, I'm sure you can both agree that covering the game, uh, whether it is a hobby or it's a full-time gig, it doesn't feel like work because you genuinely just have a passion for sport. So I just love watching these players play. And, um, yeah, it probably sounds a bit corny, but it's just awesome. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. And I know what you mean. As well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's There's always true. plenty of gossip and headlines, so... Well, rugby league is it may as well be a soap opera. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that bold and beautiful show, but football stuff. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Tom, do you want to do the fast five? Yeah, for anyone who's new to the podcast, we always end our interviews with our rapid fire fast five, just to try and get to know you, Katie, and give the fans a bit of an insight into the different side of the reporter we see on NRL.com. So, start off 
you spoke about how you were introduced to rugby league quite late, but who was the first person that introduced you to the game? Ooh, um, so it's my ex-boyfriend, Brenton Tranter. <laughs> he played hooker for the Grafton Ghosties. And he's a legend. We, we still get on now, but he's a Grafton, Grafton guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, very nice. When you got into rugby league and started watching the NRL, who was your first favourite player? Ooh, okay. I actually have a, um, a letter written in my Katie special box and it was Braith the Nasta and Nathan Hindmarsh. And I don't even remember writing this, but I used to have a thing with um, my signature. So I used to write notes and um, sign off on them. And I actually have it on my Instagram. <laughs> I posted <laughs> it when I was like 12 years old, wrote it out and said, um, Braith the Nasta because he's really good looking and a uh, good player or something something and then uh nathan hindmarsh because he's a champ and he's good and i've got katie brown printed and then please sign and katie brown (laughs) so they were my two favorites to start off with very nice currently or in the past what was your favorite stadium to watch footy at bankwest i love bankwest yep best part about bankwest um i think being on top of the action like i love that the, the chairs are so steep and it doesn't matter where you sit, you feel really close to the game and it's all fresh and new and, yeah, fun. Loud. Yeah, yeah. Everything feels so loud even when it's not full. It's so loud. I love that. Pretty awesome place to watch some footy. Um, what's the one game of rugby league that you've covered or that you've watched that you'll never forget? Uh, Australia versus Tonga in um, New Zealand. That was, that was something else, listening to the Tongans sing their hymns. Uh, I'll never forget that. That was absolutely unreal. Yeah, I remember watching it on TV and just thinking how awesome it would have been to be there. Um, it was so special. And, well, do you currently have an NRL team that you support or do you stay in yes. neutral? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't stay neutral. I'm the most objective journalist in that. <laughs> um, yeah. I grew up going for the Parramatta Eels and um, when I started as a sports reporter, the first team I covered were the Gold Coast Titans. So I, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, am a Titans supporter. All right. Well, if you could take any player out of their current NRL team and put them into the Titans, who would it be and why? Jason Talmalola. Because, well, look, they probably they probably need a half with Ash Taylor at the moment, but I think uh, he's my favourite player to watch. And I think he was... Um, he changed the, the way forwards could play. He's such a big body, but he's so versatile and fast. And you give him space and no one is stopping that monster. Um, and he's a gentle giant off the field. It helps when they have a lovely personality off it. But I, I think I would pick Jason to go to the Titans. Yeah, good choice. Well, that's it, Ricky. <laughs> right, so that wraps up the interview with Katie. Thanks very much for being, being on the podcast. Thanks, Ricky, and thanks, Tom. I really appreciate it and love your work.